Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. 13 minutes after 10 p.m. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. Really do appreciate it. Seven in ten in every ten pilots in South Africa are white men. Only one of the remaining three happen to be a black man. And uh, white women, colored women, black women, Indian women, and colored men have to sort themselves out with the last two positions remaining in every 10 positions. That's how badly skewed transformation within the aviation industry, amongst pilots in particular, is concerned. So there's a twofold problem, transformation problem here. Where are the black people? Where are the women? That's a question we critically need to answer. Are they there or are they not there? Are they just not given opportunities or do the opportunities not exist at all? Joining me for this conversation is Buitumelo Katisi, who is the founder of Aviation Development in Africa, a non-profit organization. And Buitumelo also works as a commercial pilot, but currently flies uh, for SA Red Cross Air Emergency Service, uh, Air Mercy Services, my apology. I'm also going to be joined by Christopher Shabangu, the Deputy President of the South African Cabin Crew Association. Buitumelo, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I want to start the conversation here with you. Where are the women and where are the black people? Good evening, sir. Uh, I'll be good. Oh, yeah, what a question, eh? Um, I just want to say that the black women are there. Um, it's just a matter of finances and also exposure to the aviation industry because a lot of black kids don't know about the industry. They don't know what it takes to become a pilot. They don't know where to go. So such information they don't really have. Um, hence, there's such a huge gap and as I mentioned, that finance is a big, it's a big, big issue in the industry. Mm. Uh, when you say that uh, black kids are not exposed to the industry, what, what, what do you think? I mean, I'm assuming that it's really just an extension of what our socioeconomic realities are in South Africa, present and historically. But what are the reasons that black kids don't know about these things? Are they not being told about it at career days? Or is it because on average a black kid only gets on an airplane for the first time when they're an adult, relatively speaking? What what causes that barrier of, of, of uh, uh, you know, the barrier to information as far as exposure is concerned? Information is a big one, um, and especially those two points that you've um, actually pointed right now. So the big issue that we have, um, especially with the organization, Aviation Development in Africa, I formed it because of that main reason. The information is not out there. Mm. So when I started my journey, um, I knew I wanted to become a pilot after I went to FAA. So mm. that was in grade 10. But to get information... What, was the, how, what, what, what took you there? A school excursion? It was a uh, school, so I had an opportunity to go to a workplace for a day. Um, at that time, I wanted to actually do engineering, so none of the engineering companies got back to me. So luckily for me, uh, my aunt worked at SAA, so she took me to SAA for the day, and that's when I actually discovered piloting. Yeah. So even though I went to a right school, yes, you do get like career days, but you don't really get aviation companies coming through. It's mostly universities. Mm, so mm. at that time, but now it's changed now. Um, so I think I got that opportunity where that's, I went to SA and then I knew that, okay, this is what I want to do. But from that point onwards, to get information on how do I go about it, where do I go, it was a hassle. Mm. I had to go on Facebook and look for pilots, um, send them inboxes, and some of them would just read your message and not respond. Mm. And yeah, 
um, I think that's one of the things that drove me to to have this organization where we go to kids in townships, in rural areas, mm. and we tell them about the aviation industry because mm. it's not just pilots. We have like a whole lot of careers there. Mm-hmm. And 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 so, eventually, when you went on your information searching expedition and you came across the information, you somehow found yourself into an institution where you could train to be a pilot. How did how what was that journey? I don't imagine it's conventional. You can't go to a conventional college or university and say, "Hey, I want to study to become a pilot." What can you perhaps just in a nutshell describe to us that that journey in some chronology? Okay. Um, well, the process first and foremost, aviation schools are found at your local airport. Mm-hmm. So not your international per se, but mostly at your local airports around Joburg in different provinces. So the first thing that you need to do, they'll tell you you need to go get a medical check. So you would have to go do a chest X-ray, an aviation chest X-ray, with a doctor, like at any hospital that specialises on that. Then when you're done, you need to go see an aviation medical examiner. So this doctor will actually check everything and see that you're fine and you passed all, like they check your lung capacity. So you have to be medically fit to be able to do this. Okay, so once you've passed the medical fitness, you get admitted into an aviation school. You don't don't get admitted. That just gives you the right that you can go train to become a pilot. Then you go to a flight school and enroll. But that's where the the problem lies now, Mm. because now there's your first license you need to do is a private pilot license. And that license takes, it can take you anything from three months to a year, over a year to get. And that license now costs almost 150,000 to 200,000 rand. Wow. Yeah. And with that license, you can't look for a job once you've completed it. You can't, it's basically a license to fly for pleasure, like for leisure, Mm. fly your family. If you want to do this as a career, then you need to study another two years, three years to get your commercial license. So mm. with the commercial license, we're talking about half a million rand um, My goodness. to get that commercial license. And after that, then, if you're lucky, you'll probably get a job once you've done that. So the biggest issue with a lot of black kids is getting that finance mm. because mm. that's just an estimate. I know I've spent over a million rand with my training, and I was lucky to get like sponsors on my side. So... It's just an estimate. You can easily go over that seven hundred thousand rand for your training. Yeah. So it, it costs anywhere between seven hundred thousand rand to a million rand to train to become a commercial pilot. Um and, and, and this process can take what, two to three years, uh going yes. from a, a a licensed pilot to a commercial pilot or whatever the yes. case may be. Um, and that sort of information is not information that black kids by and large do have. But let's talk about the black people and particularly the black women that are already in the industry, that are already registered pilots. Uh, are they unemployed? A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot are unemployed because obviously to step into the working environment, there's a certain amount of hours. So to enter the job market in aviation, most of the time, they look at you when you have about 500 hours. So by the time that you complete flight school, after mm. you get your commercial license, you only have about 200 and something hours. And remember, you're a low-time pilot. You still need to get gain your experience. So not a lot of companies will take you in. So mm. which is where in back then we had like cadet programs. Um, so cadets like FAA, they will take you with like your CPL, you'd apply, and then they train you further. 
So it would actually make things much more easier. But now, because a lot of airlines have closed down, and yeah, there are cadets in some airlines, but to get there, some of them need a certain amount of hours or certain ratings, mm. which makes it even more difficult for a kid coming out of flight school, like a black female com- coming out of flight school and trying to look for a job. Yeah, if there's one sort of one piece of policy intervention that you think could be made that could turn this picture around, that could expedite uh, black people, in particularly black women, getting into aviation and getting commercial flying opportunities, what would that one intervention be? Whew, that's 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 a tough one because um, looking at how things are like in our country at the moment, it's it's kind of a letdown because. Um, you only have one company, okay? You have two companies, which is the South African Civil Aviation Authority. Um, and then you also have TITA, which is Transport Education Training Authority, that give out bursaries for pilot training. But with these two companies, you're probably looking at less than 100 kids a year that mm. they can train. Probably lucky, even if it's 50, you see. So that's where the big gap is. And to train a pilot, I know it costs a lot of money. You're looking at about a million rand per child mm. um, to train to become a pilot. So I feel like government needs to be more involved um, in terms of transformation in the industry and the private sector also. They mm. also need to play a part with government where they are able to go to kids um, in deep rural areas and townships and be mm. able to like get kids that, like we need to, first of, first and foremost, we need to inform those kids at a young age, so that by the time that they are 11, 12, they know what mm. they want to do, they've done their research. Because to become a pilot, you can't just take anybody. Um, if there's one thing I learned about the aviation industry, if you are not passionate about it, trust me, you won't make it until the end. There's a mm. lot of challenges apart from the money. Mm. Money mm. is just another issue. And then you're coming in as a black child, you've never seen a plane in your life. And there are challenges when it comes to flying that actual plane. Mm, mm. Um, so it's something new to you you're going to take longer that means you probably will take double the amount Mm, mm. Christopher I want to bring you in here Um, I would assume that because there's already a transformed uh, cabin crew industry in South Africa where there's quite a number of black people in particularly black women already participating in that industry the, the, the access to information around all the other jobs in the value chain of aviation becomes easily accessible you work Every day you get on a plane, you see the pilot, you see the flight engineer, you see uh, the ground staff crew, the engineers, you see all of that. The information filters into you. Is there a general culture uh, of willingness and opportunity meeting each other, particularly for black people and black women to make it transitioning from cabin crew related jobs into uh, pilot and engineering related jobs? Christopher? The answer to that say is, can you hear me? Now I can, now I can. Go ahead. Okay. I wanted to start by saying no. But then let me just greet you first, Oliver, and your, I mean, Oliver and, and, and your, your uh, listeners. Mm. It, it, the, the, the subject is quite complicated, eh? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that you, you, you guys, have, you know, at SAFM have, have started touching on this. Um it's complicated, and what makes it complicated and political at the same time, uh, the issue of, of transformation in the aviation industry. You must remember, 
an industry that 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 historically has been uh, let me just be blunt so that for the sake of our conversation I'll try and be as blunt as possible sure. but respectful of course uh, it's been a white dominated industry in our country uh, historically so uh, most of what we're talking about today uh, we're talking about changing the mindsets uh, of, of 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 people that have been there for quite a long time um um, and and then you have to try and change that mindset. Now, uh, first of all, I must also congratulate Buitumelo uh, for, 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 for becoming a pilot because I know how difficult that can be. Mm. And it, it didn't have to be that difficult. Um, now, you're talking about people that are exposed to something and maybe they wish to become. Yes. And I can tell you now, uh, th- there's thousands of them, hundreds of them that have, that, that have seen that career. And that have wanted maybe let's not maybe concentrate on just pilots in engineering as well. Uh, that have seen these and 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 they've wanted to become uh, engineers. Uh, they've wanted to become uh, uh, pilots. It's not as easy as that. It's not as easy because of uh, uh, the gatekeepers basically most of the time. Not necessarily because of policy. It is it is mostly it mostly because of gatekeepers. So what I'm trying to say by that is that if you look. At, Today, you still have airlines. There's some airlines have closed down. Comair has closed down. Yeah. Others, Sun Air, remember, they've closed down a while back. But at the end of the day, is that today you still have one state-owned uh, airline, which is South African Airways, and then you still, and then you have others, which are private airlines. And all of those airlines, um, they won't, they wouldn't be pushing a transformational agenda. Um, as as bestowed to to an airline like South African Airways, for yeah. example, because South African Airways actually is supposed to be a, a, a developmental airline, which is supposed to, and actually they had beautiful programs, which were difficult. Uh, Oliver, I can tell you now, because uh, I've been there for 20 years, I know what I'm talking about. Black Island. Can we just pause there for a quickly? Uh, because I want to I want to link it to that, and I want to unpack the culture of the industry a little bit better. When you say gatekeeping, describe what that looks like. So gatekeeping, you'll have uh, you'll have people that have been there uh, for quite a while, um, and 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 gatekeeping would mean you have people that are there for a while. I'm talking now the wider industry, the industry as a whole. I'm not specifically talking about a particular company. I'm talking about uh, the industry as a whole, where if you, where Wittumelo goes to fly at Lanseria, for example, or wherever she does it, uh, her PPL, the private pilot's license there, already another school in Cape Town already knows that Wittumelo is doing, there's a black female that is doing her pilot, private pilot's license in, in Lanseria. Or there is another one that is mm. doing her private pilots uh, in whatever other airport, just because of their color. Mm. So already before you get into the industry, you are known by those that have have been there longer mm. uh, than 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 anybody else. Mm. Uh, you, 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 your, your name is out there. You, you're known. If there's 15 of you that are taking courses uh, or flying, you're known that there is 15 black people that are, are taking courses in a particular airport. Now, if you are lucky enough to go commercial and 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 get in there, you're still faced with a situation where um, um, <clears throat> most of the 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 the, 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 the pilots. 
that are going to be there are going to be uh, a white pilots. Mm. That's that's a fact, and we can't unfortunately. It's a fact. That's what it is today. So as a union, basically as soccer, it is what we have seen. It is what mm. we 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 even have difficulty to even uh, break through to those companies because mm. you, you you are seen as one that's going to be making too much noise in terms of transformation. Mm. So if for a pilot, I'm not even. I'm not going to even talk about the male pilot. I, I, because a female pilot is going to be even difficult for them uh, to get into the industry. So gatekeepers in this case, I'm talking about people that are in the industry, have been in the industry, mm. know how the industry works, have even international connections um, in terms of how you get placed sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when I, I, I just want to pause you there. But Jamelo, beyond the barriers of entry is pertaining to information and money, has there been a certain cultural, um, you know, fog that you had to pierce through, um, you know, and whether you want to call it gatekeeping or anything else that you, uh, in your experience, thought made the industry and working in the industry a little bit more difficult than it otherwise should be? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, for me, luckily for my training, I didn't like face any racial slurs mm. from my side. I think the instructors that I had were good. But like from amongst friends and people that I've known, I've seen, I've heard it and seen it where obviously most flight schools, you get white instructors. Mm. Um, I mean, they've been there before us, they've done their training, they've completed it, so they don't want you to train us. So it becomes a thing that if that person doesn't have the right interest for you, they really don't really care about your training. You do get, you do see it in flight schools even today where kids are struggling, black kids. Mm. They've been there longer and their training is just dragging because probably an instructor will say, nope, this one is not ready or they're not flying correctly. Or, you know, it's some of the challenges that a lot of black kids are facing at flight schools. And that time you're coming with a sponsor that's going to give you maybe 200000 to get your private pilot license. But then you run out of funds because you are not ready. Currently, you're not ready. You can't fly. What happens after you're ready? Uh, do you has it been in your experience that opportunities come easier to some uh, based on whether they're a man or a woman, based on whether they're white or black? Has that been a noticeable pattern as far as work opportunities once you're ready? Does the, is, is that something you've noticed? Definitely, uh, I think in aviation even today it's about who you know, your connections, mm. um, who you speak to. I mean, that's how opportunities can present themselves, you know. Um, so, like I said, for a black kid that's from the villages, you know, nothing, you come here and you train, and you finish, you complete your training, yes, you will apply to it into different companies. But like they said, they are gatekeepers. We can't shy away from that. And then there are some people that are just connected. So you get kids, young kids that have been flying with their parents since they were five. And yeah. they, that is probably an airline pilot or their mom is probably an airline pilot. So they know people. So mm. once that kid completes training, it's easier for that kid to get into the working industry. opposed yeah. to you that knows nobody. So you just stuck there. Yeah. Christopher, uh, uh, it, if, if, if there were to be some sort of mandated targets, transformation targets placed on the industry, do you find that it will be an industry that actually does transform? If you say to an airline, for you to be an operational airline in South Africa, for you to have a, 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 a aviation license to operate here, you need to be able 
to prove to us that a certain percentage of your pilots and a certain percentage of your engineers are reflective of the demographics of South Africa. Is that something that will push the industry in that direction? Sorry, Christopher. I'm here, yes. There we go, sorry. Yes. So what I'm saying to you, Oliver, is that um, I'm very skeptical. Remember, we've had that before. It's not like we haven't had it. Um, we've had pilots that, that were sent by our own government. Well, at least I can give them credit on this one. They've had, uh, uh, they've sent, they've had some kind of pro, uh, cadet program uh, that they've had before where they would send some of some black pilots uh, to Australia uh, and, and, and be trained there and come back and, 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 and fly for South Africa anyways and, and, and all of that stuff. Uh, would that work? I think it would, but it would need proper monitoring uh, for it to work. You must remember, if you were to hear some of the stories of the black pilots that were actually even sent to that Australia that I'm talking about, where the government paid uh, for, for, for them to go there, there's horrendous stories, unbelievable uh, experiences that they've had to go through uh, uh, um, for them to 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 to, uh, to 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 come back and be pilots. Now, the good thing, Oliver, that I can tell you, which is difficult again, we have now uh, some 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 black school because this is not a racial thing. We must be clear about that. This is not about race. It is about presenting opportunities to all South Africans and trying to correct the imbalances of the past in terms of the, the work opportunities of this wonderful career. We have school, we have black schools today that can be empowered and they're not empowered. They're not actually given the, the, the correct recognition that they should be given to, to them that can assist in changing this demographic, uh, demographic issue in terms of pilots. We have Fly Fufa in Pretoria, which works well. It's an established school, mm. black school. I'm sure you've never heard of it. But it is a professionally run school. It, it's got aircraft, black owned, and it can run schools. But I mean, it can it can produce good pilots. Those are, are, are the programs that, or the schools that we need to deliberately, that's why I'm talking about it. We have to be deliberately uh, and have an intention to say, let's uplift uh, 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 these schools. Let's also use these schools so that they can, those black pilots can then even feel comfortable because they've got black instructors there that can assist them. It's not like, I don't know, we should, I shouldn't be heard wrongly. It's not like if you have a white instructor, it's a problem. No, it's not. It's mm-hmm. just that you are not necessary. you just fly. It's, it, to me, it's like you're just putting in money to that school with no intention of the end of the end goal so to come back to your question i'm saying you're probably that could work if we were to have schools like the one that i just mentioned where you say we appoint you to produce certain pilots and airlines can come to you and the reason why we'll be doing that is that because other schools have been there for many years but uh, black uh, pilots that are training in those schools are nowhere to be found in mm. the industry. Today, if you were to go to Facebook, you'll find a group of uh, uh, pilots, black pilots, uh, screaming and shouting, uh, voicing out their 
uh, frustrations in terms of not getting work because they've trained, they've spent money, they've got sponsors, they've had sponsors to finish their PPLs and their commercial licenses, but they've got nowhere to go. Mm. Uh, even locally, if they have to be considered, it becomes a problem. So those are the things that we need to change. Engineering-wise, uh, we still have to say, if you can have, so now engineering, I, I, you have this thing of saying with airlines would, uh, even local airlines will, will, will probably, what would what they would do is that they would, um, how, I don't know how to put it in English, you know, <laughs> but they would actually uh, service their aircrafts from one supplier. Mm. Is, does that make any sense to you? Yeah. From one service provider, then they would actually bring their aircrafts there. Uh, maybe commercially to them, it makes sense. I've got no problem with that. But maybe, as you say, if we were to then create programs where we say you should then be able to have some kind of minimum maintenance of your aircraft in your own facility, and in that facility, the engineers should be this demographic and should be this many, depending on how many you need, of course, and then deal with the demographic of, the, of, of that age. Then we have no problem. In the engineering side, I must be honest, in the 20 years that I've seen, there's been very good uh, 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 transformation there in terms of uh, aircraft maintenance, aircraft engineering. I have seen with my own eyes that there's good uh, progress there. But yeah. in other fields that are lucrative, other fields that are lucrative, like being a pilot, no, there is okay. no transformation and we have to deal with that and we have to be deliberate in what we're trying to do. Yeah. And that's what Saka is trying to do, to try and force other organizations to say, look, we are as a SACA, as, as South African Cameron Crew, a union that is actually multiracial. Yeah. And we would like that, you know, uh, translated into the workplace so that white, black, white women that want to actually become engineers and pilots, it should be made easy. It should not be such an enigma to be a pilot. Yeah. Uh, black women that want to be pilots, they sh it should be made easy. I don't know, Oliver, how yeah. can I put this to you? No, it absolutely. be made easy. Absolutely. Easy. Completely get yes. it. Yes. We're going to have to leave it there. I really, really do appreciate your inputs this evening. Uh, Christopher Shabangu, Deputy President of the South African Cabin Crew Association, and Witumelo Katisi, founder of Aviation Development in Africa, as well as a uh, commercial pilot in South Africa. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. I'm taking your reactions to that conversation. Give me a call, 86 2032